When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Good morning. The Big Daddy, Greg Miller. Dare me to do it, Nick. Dare me to staple myself. Don't do it. I do it. I'm crazy. Damn it. <laughs> the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Be a real man. Do it in your forehead, Greg. Just like Jamie Lee Curtis from everywhere, everything, all together, all the time. Spoilers, dude. Come on. Spoilers. What the, the fucking theater? Jesus. And surrounded out of the group, we got the big dog, Kevin Coelho. Bro, did you watch the movie? It was good, right? <laughs> I like that. Uh, you can watch our review of that movie over on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com or just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast. You'll be able to listen to the everything everywhere all at once review, the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 review, all the Moon Knight reviews, reviews galore, everybody. We also just did another one. What was it? Better Call Saul premiere oh yeah with uh jake baldino andy cortez was on that roger as well so go check it out whole bunch of great screencast content for your pleasure including the thor love and thunder trailer reaction nick real quick what'd you think oh, you had to cool. miss that it's, one yeah unfortunately i had to miss that one but i was watching in uh in a hotel in scottsdale visiting some family and uh had to watch it three times the 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 banger this 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 trend right now of subtly working your way into 80 songs in these trailers gets my seal of approval. Sweet Child of Mine was an inspired choice. The trailer was phenomenal. And then just seeing Natalie Portman jacked out of her gourd at the end of it uh, was just super cool. Great trailer. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10, everybody. 10 out of 10. Of course, you can also watch this show live as we record it and get it ad-free by going to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producers, Molecule, Fargo Brady, Pranksy, and Anonymous have done. Today, we're brought to you by Credit Karma, but I'll tell you, all about that later. Andy Cortez, I want to talk about episode four of Moon Knight, The Tomb. What did you think? Love this episode. I feel like it was a return to form with kind of hitting all the different beats for me. I think it was suspenseful. I think it was funny at times. It was um, expository at times. Is that a word? Did I just make sure. that up? Um yeah, I think it just kind of like hit all these little areas that I was looking to get some form of entertainment from. I, again, I feel like the my um, my love for this series has been kind of dwindling over the last several episodes. But this episode, I feel like had it all. And um, I was very, very uncharted, um, sort of um, Indiana Jones like in some areas. And then we get this big twist and I have no idea what the hell's going on, but I love it. Nick Scarpino. Uh, I'm kind of the opposite of Andy. Unfortunately, this show's still kind of declining for me. Um, I was, I was, I was a little bit bored for about seventy-five eh, percent of it, and then we get to the ending, um, and then I was like, "Oh, this is something interesting that I'm, I'm kind of back in for um, to see where this kind of goes." And I, I wish the show had gone there a little bit earlier and kind of tested you with the, with those, uh, with, with whether or not reality was real and whatnot. But um, I, I didn't think the stuff at the beginning of the episode was, was all that compelling. Um, unfortunately so hopefully hopefully it picks up from here 
Kevin Koala? Uh, I'm somewhere between Nick and Andy where it's like the, the beginning of the episode. I was like, yeah, this is, you know, kind of whatever. Uh, and then it, it kind of won me over and it just like I had a moment where I was like, this reminds me a lot of the mummy. And like, I'm digging it. You know what I mean? Look at these. Uh, what with the like the zombie guys? I was like, this is this is it's got my attention. That freaked and me then, out. Yeah, I didn't know what yeah, to expect. Scary. I was very Clickers. uncomfortable. Yeah. Yep. And then we had the scene where everything gets thrown on its head, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, I have an idea of what's going on, uh, but uh, it, like, I'm I'm very invested all of a sudden. Greg Miller. I'm right there, two peas in a pod with Nick. Uh, I think the final 15 minutes of this, I was like, holy shit, this is great. This is really cool. I don't know what's happening. I like this a lot. And then that first 75%, I was very much like, okay, like this just isn't working for me. It did remind me of The Mummy. It did remind me of Indiana Jones and all the things. I, but I thought it, it paled in comparison to what those had done. And so to go through it and then try to hinge it again on this uh, Layla Steven relationship, like, I just don't think they have chemistry. So for them to get to this, like, will they want they kiss thing? I'm like, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah, and I like the Mark, I like the Mar- Mark Steven play on it. Like, I like, you know, uh, Oscar being able to work against himself, right? And be like, you know, don't you don't, don't do blah, blah, blah. And then I thought it was, you know, it speaks to the character of Steven that when he, she was finally about to kiss him, he's like, yeah, actually, he didn't mean to fuck this up, right? But then, like, Again, Ethan Hawke killing it out there. Uh, but the reveal that, like, yeah, you know, Mark was there for the death of her father. Like, all right. But he didn't really do it. All right. Like, I don't I don't know he? who her father was. I don't really – I don't like your relationship. Like, none of this is working for me in terms of being intriguing for me. Um, but then, yeah, I you know, I think it was really cool to see the world shift onto its axis there. And, like, as it was happening, I was like – and I was, like, so into it. I was like, fuck, it would be awesome if it turned out that, yeah – this had all been in his head, but I know it's not about to be that. I know this is some kind of yeah. MacGuffin weird thing we're going to go through. And then, you know, we got to that. And then a talking hippo showed up. And I was like, cool. I thought this episode was fantastic. And I think it's really bringing all the show together. I feel like the last couple episodes have just been doing a really good job of kind of setting the stage and the characters and uh, the vibe for where we're going with this. And I love that this episode delivered, uh, not with just a cliffhanger of what's, shit what's going to happen next week but like giving us that 15 20 minutes whatever at the end of like dealing with the is this real is this a dream what's going on and I, I like that they uh in my opinion kind of delivered the multiple levels of of twists where i'm so happy it wasn't the the, the whole show so far wasn't uh fake like i like that it all actually happened because i thought that would have been such a cop out um but i think that it was a wise call for them to make that reveal in this episode not make us wait longer to see where it's going um really weird interesting stuff like there's definitely the third personality now we see in the sarcophagus so we're gonna get that um i love that we have two full (coughs) episodes left these being really kind of meaty 52 minute episodes means we have an hour 40 minutes left of the story and i think that they're at a interesting place to be able to move on from this kind of indiana jones uncharted tomb raiding stuff that we've had the last two episodes and you know so far the show's worked in kind of two episode arcs and i'm really excited to have the final arc be moving on from all this stuff like really getting into the the ethan hawk like what exactly is mm-hmm. going on dealing with the relationships between Mark, Steven, Layla, the father, all that stuff. I think that every episode is just adding a little bit more backstory and a little bit more context to it all. And the fact that there is a third personality that connects all of it somehow, I think is a very intriguing prospect. And I, I think that the show has proven to me that like they 
it's crafted in a way where you're supposed to be asking questions. You're not supposed to know everything going on. And if things feel weird, they'll explain it later in a way that all of a sudden makes sense again. I love being in the the institution and kind of like seeing all the the characters we've seen before, like elements and the painting of the the uh, the. The grassy, the field or whatever that we saw from episode yeah. two, the cupcake and like from the cupcake truck, the goldfish, like all the characters. I love when he fell and he guy. had the moon, the moon night, uh, the moon night oh, uh, toy. Yeah, and it's just it's yeah, the toy's really cool. Um, obviously, the the when it cuts to the old. 80s 70s whatever the hell it is uh indiana jones looking um movie that he's watching like i thought all that stuff was was really cool and on top of that the first 40 minutes of this um again the whole adventuring and tomb stuff isn't usually my favorite genre um and i think that this did a serviceable job and not my favorite but um i did enjoy the horror elements that we rarely get in the mcu and i think then this episode especially with uh with layla kind of getting grabbed with that jump scare yeah and uh keep continually getting pulled in uh to all that i i like that they're making layla a capable character um and i i think that it was a really smart call to have the majority of this episode be a mark and steven depowered not having the ability to turn into moon knight i feel like it gave it a little bit more stakes um and so when he gets shot like i didn't expect that i think it's an interesting place to to end the the current storyline so far of what we know to be reality with having him getting shot and falling into this water without conshu able to to help him so very interested where they're going for this and uh, I, was, um, I was pretty this is one of the first episodes that i've watched on my tv i've normally been watching them on my pc um so it's always like not the best quality but uh something about shooting on location here this didn't feel like it was being shot in the volume and if it was fantastic job because some of those shots in the desert just were missing to me that sort of crappy green screen feel like Mm -hmm. i feel like this is one of the better shot episodes um and that could just be because i'm seeing it in much better quality now on my big tv uh in 4k and everything like that but i feel like this episode was just shot a bit more this episode felt a bit more professional looking um all the way until we get to that final sequence where um i don't know just something about the the quality of it felt like it was a big jump up and we didn't get any crappy green screen sort of sequences mm. see i kind of I, I i agree with you when they were outside there's a, a couple shots the the truck driving through when layla and steven are uh, heading toward the tomb that I thought looked really, really good. But then we get inside the tomb and they have two scenes back to back that are these supposed to be like these sort of bonding moments between the characters. And they're just poor Oscar Isaac and the other actor have to sit there and act like they're wowed by this tomb. That's like the size of the room that I'm in. And then they just keep walking and they stop and have another scene down like 15 feet into this room. And you're like this, you could tell that if they had the production budget for it, they would have dropped into something that was like cavernous and they would have been like looking around trying to look at you know like that th- to disagree with you for a little bit on on that this vibe with um with the other movies like Indiana Jones and uh uh what was the mummy the yeah mummy those those movies had a sense of scope that this scale just does not a scale and scope that this just does not right when they're walking down the hallways you see a long long hallway and then when, when they get into that the you know the room where they eventually fight the mummies I mean it is it is huge and so th- that's what you sort of expect when you see these things and instead we get two smaller rooms uh followed by uh, another set piece that I did like, which was the the sort of gorge where she has to kind of climb around it. We know she's a mountain climber. We know she has that ability. And I, I did like that stuff where the hand was coming out and all that. I just wish we had more of that in this. And But it was just a weird scene to me because the way it was set up was we get this touching moment where they're talking at the top of the thing. 
and it's kind of I think maybe supposed to be sexy. I don't know because she's adjusting the the belt on his pant, like she's adjusting the the belay. Um, and then they go down and they have another touching moment where she tells him about his father, and then another one. And I'm like, wow, this is this is a lot of the B story of this father character. And then we get into the the actual like scary part of it, which I thought that's when it started. The episode started to pick up for me. Um, but you know, but it's weird because you're supposed to have this sense of like. There's two dangers in this tomb, one of which is the scary, uh, these scary guardians of, of uh, the sarcophagus that are supposed to be running around that are that are actually like, you know, uh, alive right now. And then you have this Merc squad that's getting killed one by one. But then we see the Merc squad. You're like, oh, I guess they're just they're just been out there the whole time. And one in one of these four rooms that these people are in, it just it just needed a bigger scale of scope. And I wanted like more of those mummy characters to run. I was expecting like six more of them. To yeah, be around Because you saw the, the tombs. And when she murked the first one, you're like, oh, I guess they're not a threat anymore. And then we get that weird scene where she's like, no, you're going to tell me about my dad right now. And that makes me hate that character. Because yeah. I'm like, you guys, you know that there's a, a mercenary squad of 20 guys with guns that are also about to zombies. burst through this door. And zombies. <laughs> Why are we yeah. stopping to talk about this right now? You really, 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 like, that's the most important thing to you right now at this time? Not escaping this, the, the mortal danger that you're in? I don't know. The whole thing just felt totally weird. I, I do think that there was a big mistake with the, the like, zombie mummy people that, um, because, like, they've killed a bunch of people, right? That's, we see like the people have been like their guts people. We see one dude being thrown on there. Um, and those guys have guns. Uh, and so I'm a little confused on how Layla was able to fight them off. Cause I feel like they were setting them up as like, all right, these are major threats that like, unless he gets his suit back, right. you're fucked. And then right. he grabs her and she is able to escape and rip off his arm. Um, so yeah, that, that's one thing that kind of left me feeling a little ugly. Like where it's, didn't make sense but that being said the like the thing at the end of him being in this in this hospital is really intriguing and i mean i i think that it's it's a red herring but um it still was really cool and got a gave you a minute of like oh my god are they really gonna reset everything and just be like just kidding this has been his fantasy uh it's kind of too bad go for it i was gonna say it's kind of too bad that it's already been revealed with the hippo at the end that like it's not real I kind of wish they held that for the next scene. <clears throat> well, once he started I, talking to himself, right? That's when I was like, okay, yeah, they were definitely. Oh, I guess you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. Know um, but I, there was a moment where I thought they were doing some, it was all a dream type shit before we saw the, him talking to himself and all that, yeah. where they were talking about the production value. And I was just like, are they trying to play off that the reason the production value of the show wasn't that great in the beginning? Yeah. Was, was yeah, this? Yeah, when yeah. I saw the painting of the town, I was like, oh my God, that's really clever. But towards the end of it it's like no, no that's not that's not what it is um but yeah it's it's interesting to me how much they're focusing on steven still i uh, i expected it to kind of shift over to mark and kind of have him be the main character by now and the fact that they're not it's weird because like we were talking about last week like we're so much more attached to steven and kind of rooting for steven and mark just kind of seems to be like getting in the way and i'm just surprised that even on episode four, this late into the series, they're still having Steven kind of be the one that we're rooting for more and mm-hmm. like not really caring about Mark and not getting too much of his backstory. And I'm sure that's all to come, but um, I just think that's an interesting call for them, especially knowing there's a third personality around the corner. Uh, but before we well, continue, let me oh, tell you about ahead. our sponsors. 
This episode is brought to you by Credit Karma. Are you earning Credit Card rewards? Credit Karma can help you compare your reward options so you can find a card that fits your lifestyle, helping you earn miles or cash back for spending you're gonna do anyway. I've been using Credit Karma for years. It's such an easy way to just keep track of my credit score and make sure that everything is going fantastically with so many great features. Credit Karma uses your credit profile to show you offers that are tailored to your financial situation. Credit Karma partners with a wide range of card issues so you can be sure that you're exploring all sorts of options. Comparing cards on Credit Karma is 100% free and it won't affect your credit score. And best of all, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply, helping you apply with more confidence. That is an awesome feature. Credit Karma, create your own karma. Ready to find the card for you? Head to Credit Karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today. Go to creditkarma.com or the Credit Karma app to find the card for you. That's creditkarma.com. Go for it, Kev. Uh, sorry. Um, so this this new personality that, that we've been told about, it, do we think there's any chance that it, he actually is the, the person that killed her father? Yeah, because I know yeah. <laughs> the only thing I know about Moon Knight is he has like a a friend, mercenary friend that like went bad and is the reason why he almost died. So I'm wondering if, if they're setting that up to be a red herring or if they are going to introduce that character or if that character is just going to be the third personality. Uh, I'm very curious where that's going and I'm kind of stoked for that. So I hope they don't. Yeah, I think off. that's. That's really interesting, and I, I also think it's interesting how much they're pushing Layla in this direction where – and the idea of these avatars and all of that. Like, yeah. who is going to – are we going to see Ethan Hawke as Moon Knight, like a flashback of that? Like, that oh, could be, be cool. interesting. And, like, the idea of – I feel like they're purposefully not really talking about who the avatar is of – of Kanchu um, of, of the of, – of Amit. Sorry, that's what I was thinking. Um, And just crazy right. theory I'm putting out there is – and this, this, I don't think the show is going to tie in this much, but like the first avatar of Amit could have been Ramatut, which is Kang. And that could be some really cool way to attach all the mythology that they're building here to the MCU that we, we know so far. Didn't we, they like pretty much state that the, like the last avatar of Amit was um, Alexander the Great? Alexander the Great, yeah. That yeah. was what so, last, right? Yeah, so yeah. We're, 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 uh, I'm confused on the importance of like the first. Well, I'm just saying a prior one. Okay. Like yeah, just like because we know that these these people have had different yeah. avatars, like with Ethan Hawke, and then now Mark. Something that that I feel like I've been thinking about recently is how is uh, Ethan Hawke's character speaking to Ahmet? Because she's locked in the little statue, right? So who who's dropping? He's his, ever does he ever directly communicate with her? Well, I mean, he it? uses her strength, right? The like. But he remember just, she she gave him that strength. But how if she's been locked in the little <laughs> statue and FedEx. unreachable? You know FedEx. what I mean? Yeah. Good question. FedEx. That's a really good question. Yeah. I don't. What was I, I, my my other question was what was with all the other little statues? Did they just lock all the gods in those little Fuck. statues at the beginning? Yeah. One god's that, taken over, right? That's what I, I was thinking. Yeah. Is that what it was? Well. No, because we we know that the like the high council or whatever is still there, right? I mean, we think we do. Unless I'm sure they think they do. Little statues. Mm. Who knows? Yeah, maybe it's a you know one god who's slowly trying to play this game of chess to take well, over. So and I guess what? that's what I, that's what I'm kind of like. It mm. feels like maybe Horus is actually, or I don't know. 
I don't know that it was Horace. I don't know why I said that. But like the the guy who ends up uh, walking Ethan Hawken, Ethan Hawken, Ethan Hawk mm-hmm. uh, out uh, at the end of last episode, whatever God that was, he must be in charge and directing Ethan Hawk, right? Potentially. You think we're, that, we're, so you think there's a conspiracy there where that one God is actually helping him? Uh, I mean, I, th- I feel like that's what the end of the episode implied. Were last time interesting. Were all of the people in the hospital like prior avatars? Do we know who they were? All the people in the hospital were the the townsfolk, and it was yeah, like the the, the, sta- yeah, the gold statue seen. guy that he talked to. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I didn't really recognize your face. To... I was wondering if he was just like one of many in this place of like all these different avatars that have died, you know, or something like yeah. that. No, yeah, Lay- me... Layla was in there too, so that would. Oh sense. right, right, right. Yeah. Well, well, I figured like maybe she's in there because she's the next target that we keep on getting warned by. Sure. No, um, I think they were trying to Kaiser Soze it, where the, every mm-hmm. single person was an element that you've seen already, and really trying to trick you into thinking like, oh, this really is happening all in his head. This is, a, this is something that he is, you know, delusional about. Which I'm not convinced that the end of the episode, it's still not. I get, I know there's a talking hippo, and you guys say we well, talked to Steven, so that's proof. But like, wouldn't he be talking to Steven anyway if he was, if he was having a psychotic breakdown? But I mean, like, the two all physical this... ones in yeah. the space together, so where they what? can physically like he... interact. Him and so his he, twin? he's psychotic. Like, what is it? Oh, you think that might be a delusion? This... Like, and, well, I mean, and, this, so you this think is... even when the world, you think that the world tilting a little bit is all just in his head? Yeah, I mean, this is always, it could be. This You're is not, always I mean... the problem with where you start breaking into stuff like, like you know, this is the issue you always have with the Matrix, where like, what's real, what's not real, or like, how, at a certain point to the viewer, it's, it's you, you could anything could be just fake, right? I mean, all this stuff is make believe anyway, so you could just tell the viewer and all this, all this stuff's still in his head. I, I do think that they're angling toward this as something, you know, he is caught in something like some sort of limbo or something like that right now. Um, yeah. But I do, I do wonder, like, when he gets to the, because at first I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this isn't his head. Then when he gets to the hippo that talks, I'm like, oh, maybe he's just going, he's gone, he's had a full psychotic. I mean, point. the hippo that talks is a god, right? Like, it's dressed like it's got, it's one of the other gods that I assume is imprisoned in whatever the, this god's prison is. Yes, I'm sorry. Tim, yeah, I, 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 I'm not up on my Egyptian gods, but uh, is that hippo one one of the ones that he was complaining about missing in episode one? Because remember, he was just like, oh, oh this, this poster is missing some of the, the gods. Like, mm. That that has to come back somehow, and I just I don't know who the gods are and which ones that are is you missing. Ch- this is Towerette. So I think that's interesting, and I also think it's interesting that they had uh, Layla's character in the the institution. Um, the way that she acted, like I feel like there has to be like some meaning to that of her kind of like taking the win from him with the bingo thing, and that seems like mm-hmm. at least in this version of the world that happens before so i wonder what that is going to have what implications that's going to have like in the quote-unquote real world andy according to games radar everybody Towerette is an egyptian god of fertility and childbirth as in moon knight she's depicted with the appearance of a hippo but with lion's arms and paws and a crocodile blah 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 uh her epithets include lady of heaven mistress of pure water she who removes water mistress of the horizon blah 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 blah. i'm just scrolling through looking for more important things along with life the god has an association with death she used her powers to help make the dead make their way safely to the afterlife through the dangerous mountains of the west well there you go yeah yeah that's really cool i i wonder if she's the the one that's friends with him when we met like that high council and remember a woman walked mm. over and was like oh yeah we used to give the advice yeah, yeah. so uh, that's played by a different yeah. character played by a different character though voiced oh okay um 
This is a voice by Antonia Salib, who's uh, not the same character we saw in that tomb with him. That's interesting, though, because then, like, if she's kind of the 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 guardian that helps you transfer from life to death, it's like that's what's happening to him. Then, like, he got shot and he's dying, and this is afterlife. So I wonder. I wonder if he's like in a vehicle of some sort with the thing with like the way that it's moving, because we saw that like before with them in the the truck. Like, what if they're, like, on a boat or a plane or something? Well, Wait, think- um, real, real quick, Absar Kevin. The god is also part of the Ennead, which we've already seen some of these deities gathering through their avatars in Moon Knight Episode 3. But Towerette was absent. If the Ennead returns for future Moon Knight episodes, we can expect her to potentially be a part of the lineup. Interesting. So she was, like, one of the few that wasn't there in that initial grouping, in that yeah. sort of council session. I'd imagine the tipping over thing is just happening underwater, right? Because he fell. Like we don't know how deep the thing is that he fell. I guess we assume it's not that deep. Yeah, it was like a little bit of a pond. But I mean, yeah, I do think right. yeah, there's something maybe they're on transit. I mean, this sounds. This is see, this is cool, right? It's like the. Uh, she, so you're saying she's the god that sort of like ferries people from the the mortal life to the afterlife, like the like a like a boat like the boatman. From, yeah, uh, I feel like yeah, I feel like, like it's Greek Hades. Mythology. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. It's a cool concept. I mean, this, like I said before, and I think Greg would agree that this is where the show kind of picked back up for me, where I'm like, oh, you're asking now these are some very interesting questions, and we're, we're touching on stuff that I haven't seen before in the MCU. So I'm, I'm excited to see where this hippo goes. My, my, <laughs> my, 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 first, my first thought is bring the hippo in as, as a third sidekick. That'd be super fun. Um, oh, man. Yeah. I don't. Voice by curi- Taco Waititi. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Cork. Um, God, the fact that Cork is going to be. It's, it's just, just such a main character. Come on, son. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I didn't get a chance to talk to you guys about that. But um, yeah, I'm curious to see how they're going to work the third the third personality into this all as well. Because there's a lot of personalities in this area. There's a lot of characters in this already for Mark and Steven to bounce off of. So it'll be interesting to see how they wrap that up in the next episode. Two episodes. Two more Two. episodes. Yeah, what which, I, which is cool. I always think this is the last. Every time we're on an episode, I'm like, last episode ever. See you later, Nick. Definitely excited to rewatch this one because, uh, like, there's definitely a lot going on, and I want to know going in, like, where it's going. Because, like, last night I was like, totally just like, holy shit, like, what's going on with this this end bit? But um, I, I do like, like, re- I rewatched uh, the right. first episode uh, a couple days ago, and it's like going back to it and and seeing all the blackouts that we have and like with the, the idea that it might not have been Mark, it might be this third thing. Like, I think the show's doing a really good job of kind of like setting up a path, but then like leaving holes in the path, leaving, leading you to believe that those holes have been filled and then revealing they're not. So with all of this ending with the whole potential of what we're talking about, this, like him dying or whatever, like he has to get Conchu back, right? Like the, even on the previously on this episode started with like, uh, Conchu being like, yo, come find me, like get me. So that's that's really cool that wherever they're they're ending this episode, like we know then the next two, like it's going to be about him trying to get it back. But is it the third personality that actually gets it back? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? I don't know. So well, and also like is at some point, right? We don't know. Uh, at some point, Amit's going to have to come back to life, right? He's going to have to fight that god, right? Like, do we think that's where this whole thing is headed? Probably, It'd be very right? disappointing if it wasn't. It would also be very disappointing if the third personality was the one that killed her father, because I feel like that's just still. In my opinion, that would be like 
it's still unforgivable, right? I know one of your personalities is not the same as the other personality for people who are suffering from that, but yeah. still, it'd be hard to rectify, but like, well, someone in there killed uh, my dad and they might come out at any I time. I mean, the more interesting thread that we haven't tugged on from that, right, is when, he, you know, he reveals that he came to look for her based on that, right? And she's like, oh my God, you only we only fell in love because of, you know, you were feeling pity for me or whatever. Like, I think that's interesting. Yeah, that that is a pretty neat sort of yeah, uh, I- through line that we could explore more. I also don't think that, like, I could see this show not ending in a happy place for Mark, Steven, and the bunch, you know? Um, I wasn't, I, I also, Kevin, I wasn't expecting what to see because I know this episode has been kind of hyped up in a way, right? A lot of the reviewers who watched episodes one through four beforehand said, like, wait till you get to episode four. This is the one uh, that really kind of just does some wacky shit and you'll never be able to predict it. And, um, it definitely did that for me because I, I I had no idea what was happening. I thought, are we about to see Blade? I don't want to get my hopes up too much. <laughs> I wasn't sure exactly what was going to happen. Um, one thing I did want to point out, though, um, and this is an apology to Tim. All right. Thank um, you. Oh, here it comes, everybody. That's what we've been waiting for. And Amen. maybe to Greg as well. Oh. And maybe to Nick. Sure, maybe one. Nick. Oh, I'll don't. Come one. on. Leave Nick out of it. Um, all right. Just Greg. Just Greg. Thank you. Um, I rewatched WandaVision recently. Yeah, oh. and uh, I, I, it's it's as good as we ranked it. So I'd oh, like to good. I'm I'd like to apologize. I think at the moment I was just wrapped up in goddamn who's this Ralph Boner kid? This yeah, fucking yeah that was a tough one. That was a tough one. But rewatching it, like even that episode, that final episode isn't the best. Granted, but goddamn, just all the way through the way, it's just a really god. And I'm watching Loki right now. What a what an even better show. Goddamn, this good, makes dude. me so happy. Makes Holy me so happy, cow, saying, dude. It is it is interesting now that there is a pattern that episode four of these shows seem to be. The like, oh fuck, twist everything on its head, right? Episode four, WandaVision was when they revealed the breaking out of the hex. Episode four of Loki was when it was Loki and Sylvie together, uh, doing all that stuff. Episode four of What If was Doctor Strange, uh, episode, which was like, I think far and away the best episode of that show, most interesting. Um, and then this episode four of Moon Knight, um, and episode four of Falcon Winter Soldier was the one we got U.S. Agent with the shield, like fucking yeah, killing yeah. the guy. Oh, so, right, big moment. Yeah. I will say regarding what if, uh, still what no plans on rewatching a terrible show. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. All right. <laughs> any any closing thoughts, everybody? Um, I mean, two more episodes left. We'll see if they can kind of make this a one of the middle of the pack shows because that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, will this? I don't think it will hit top tier level at, by any means unless they do some wild, really inventive stuff near the end of it. But right now, I'm just like, where can this possibly end up on the ranking list? Because I feel like it's going to pick up in momentum, but I think that it was just weak enough in the beginning half to maybe lose a lot of us. Yeah, yeah I mean, my, my thing is, yeah, you know, as we hurtle towards the end here, I've never been less interested in a, a Marvel show. Like I was like, oh, Damn, okay. and you watched What If? That's crazy. I did. What oh. if? And Agent Carter. How dare you guys with the What If hate? That show was it not as bad as you thought. Good. It was very it was creative and fun. You guys are dead. It's for simple like, people. It just wasn't required <laughs> viewing. I enjoyed yeah, What If for what it was, but it wasn't required. Turning viewing. up, turning up your mustaches, putting your monocles on, and sitting on your thrones over there, trying to be all high art. Come on, come down hey. to my level. Andy, just so Andy, get a sense of humor, man. The Thor episode is funny. No, dude, Thor Ragnarok is funny. I don't know what the fuck that episode was. Well, that episode was pretty bad. 
<laughs> Let us know in the comments below what you think of Moon Knight episode four and what your theories are for episode five and six. We'll be back next week with episode five. And also um, next week, if I'm doing my math right, it is going to be our Doctor Strange rewatch um, leading into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness uh, over on In Review. So go check that out. But until then, I love you all. Goodbye.